Hello and welcome back to the Deep Awake Dialogues. I'm here with Tim Freak again to continue our conversation on his book with Peter Gandhi, The Jesus Mysteries. Tim, hello. Hi. So last time we covered the reaction to the book in the public sphere, academia, the church, the criticisms made of the thesis, this whole thesis that Jesus wasn't an historical man, but a, a figure from myth that encodes deep spiritual truths, okay? Leaving that behind now, I really want to ask you about the reaction um, and effect the book had on people on a more personal level. So I know that you received an immense amount of correspondence, as well as people turning up to your workshops and seminars for years and years and years afterwards, because they've been influenced by the book and this revolutionary view of Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I mean, it, still, I mean, you know, it's still, I get it. Um, it's 20 years on. Um, I think that was really rewarding, uh, really worth all the effort. Because for a lot of people, it set them free. So one of the key things about the Jesus Mysteries, which is unlike um, many of the other books that were written after it, is that it's not an attack on Christianity. It's actually trying to rescue it, really. Because my evaluation is, although obviously at the moment it's still just huge, it's that we are moving beyond the mythic mindset. And as we move, as humanity evolves beyond the mythic mindset, um, not to leave it behind, but to transcend it into something greater with the next step being, a, I think, a greater understanding of rationality and then transrational, that, that Christianity is kind of doomed because it is, a, it is in its fundamentalist form, in its traditional form, it's, it's actually ridiculous. It's a belief in an old story, in an old book for no good reason. And although all the good reason that people have is their actual spiritual encounters with Jesus. It's the, the thing which makes them go, Oh, I'm, 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 I'm in touch with the numinous and it appears to me as Jesus. So with the Jesus mysteries, what we're really doing is going, look, all of that is Gnostic. All of that personal transformation. That's what Gnosticism is about. I mean, one of the, I was sitting just, two or three days ago with two lovely old gentlemen who come to my door who are Jehovah's Witnesses and I sit and speak to them and they're great they've read the Jesus mysteries and they <laughs> reply about the points and it's astonishing they're wonderful and uh you know they they've they come and we talk and what I one of the things I said to them and I often say it, is look if you can get this if you can get look Everyone has their own Jesus. It's what uh, Albert Schweitzer said, that he called it the deep well effect. It's like looking down a deep well, and what you see looking back is yourself. And it's unmissable. So when I, was, when I had an historical Jesus, which I did most of my life, I loved him. He was great, and he was a reflection of my own greatest aspiration. So if you go to a you know, Quaker, you get a nice pacifist Jesus. If you go to a Buddhist, then Jesus really, I think, is a Buddha. He's a realized, you know, you know if you go to a, an Indian, a Hindu, you know, it's like, well, he's an avatar of Vishnu. You go to a Muslim, he's like Muhammad. You know, he's a prophet. Everyone's got their own Jesus. And it reflects right down to, you know, the, 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 the Quaker with their pacifist Jesus to a fundamentalist with a fire and brimstone Jesus who's going to, you know, gnashing of teeth and all that. And 
what we have to face, what people who have a literal Jesus have to face, is that if there was a real Jesus, he probably wasn't their Jesus. He was probably a Jesus. He could well be a Jesus they don't even like at all, because not everybody can be right. And so the chances of you being right or me being right are very, 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 very small, because it's all we, who knows. Once you get that, you realize that actually it's literalism, which is actually quite soul destroying. And what is wonderful is when you go, oh, this is the whole point. Everyone should have their own Jesus because he's a, he's a mythic representative of the self, as Carl Jung said. So that's my own deepest, my daemon, my genius, my, my deep self being represented to me. And that's a doorway through which this, through this image of this beautiful transcendent person who is also God, I can go to the mystery. So unlike other books, this book was not against Christianity. It was dedicated to the Christ sure. in you. And therefore I think people responded by being set free. Sure. Because I see like some books in this area have been written by atheists who do position their work as an attack on to get rid of Christianity. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Uh, when I've been to your groups, I've met people who have come along because they've, they've, been raised as cultural Christians or been involved in the church, they've left it because of them. Um, it becomes unsatisfactory on a spiritual and philosophical level at some point. They've gone out to the East, metaphorically, yep. not literally, and yep. then they wanted to reconnect with their cultural, spiritual roots, but with that gnosis, that knowledge there, and the Jesus mystery has, has opened that up for them. I've also met people who have been more heavily involved in the church who have had a big fallout um sometimes over issues of sexuality and they've wandered off in the world and not quite known what to do with themselves and found the jesus mysteries um and, and this work so what what, what what sort of stories have touched you from it tim that if, if people saying i mean one of the fa my favorites was just an email which just arrived it just said ding dong the wicked witch is dead and um what for, especially from america there where it made quite a big splash I, it, well, there was an awful lot of um fundamentalists who who came across the book were obviously at the right moment to read it read it and just went, oh my god and there was two common th themes one was i'm now reading this and this and this and this whereas before i was just reading the same book over and over and over <laughs> which is itself a metaphor I think, and a lit, you know, it's literally true, and it's a great metaphor. So there was this excitement. I've discovered this, and I've discovered this, and they opened up. And then, and then at the end, very often this sadness going. But my family and friends don't talk to me anymore. Mm. And that's where you see the, the 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 resistance to moving into a new place because you you question the community you're in. Now I didn't have that. I wasn't in a fundamentalist family, so it wasn't a problem for me. But I really get that. Um, so immense freedom it sets you free i mean i and the other thing about it is it redeems peter and i talked about it like um kind of uh, uh, uh psychoanalysis for the western soul mm -hmm. it's it, there had been first of all we're moving on from christianity so we need to redeem it understand it see what was good in it not just what was bad and and there's a lot of bad it's you know a lot of terrible things were done in the name of christian religion but a lot of good things too. And right at the heart, right in the center of it, there's this incredible doctrine of love. This idea that God is love and that one should love others as yourself. And then even deeper, that you should love your enemies. This is 
a massively powerful, even shocking now, teaching, and one which we should be so pleased that forms the basis of our culture, and we need to to be able to find a way to to engage with it again. And also, you know, just like I live in Glastonbury, we have the largest abbey in, in Europe, just next door is Wells Cathedral, this magnificent cathedral. Uh, what the Jesus Mysteries thesis enables me to do is walk into the cathedral and go, wow, this is a beautiful monument to this great mythic um, outpouring of the soul, which created Christianity and which I'm inheriting and then I'm moving on with it. And I think it enables people to do that. So I saw immense excitement in people and, and just being able to get the, just seeing how deep it is. Because when I, I rejected Christianity in my life, because it didn't answer my yeah. deep question, I've got to believe this old story, really? And so I went east. But then to come back to it and go, oh, this has real mystical hmm. depth to it. That was, it was redeeming. Okay, so a couple of questions along those lines. First one being, I, I meet, when I listen to debates around the historical Jesus, okay, quite often they play out along the lines of, there's big discussion about the evidence and arguments over Tacitus and um, Josephus and what they said and where these comparisons are. And then at some point, someone will drop the question in about meaning. Okay. And what does it mean to you that Jesus was real? And the sense that comes up from the other side is, well, if it's all just a story, it seems to lose something. Okay. Yes. And I, I totally get that if it was just, if it was just a story. Um, but a myth isn't just a story, right? It's, it's how would you express that to someone who was maybe struggling at that point and feeling like history is more real. History really happened. History is physical. It's in the physical world where a myth is just in the imagination. The, well, first of all, I mean, so many, I mean, one of the great themes of my recent work as a philosopher in emergent spirituality and soul story is like the imagination is the most emergent thing we have. It is, is, it is, in a sense, the most real, not the least real. Um, but also, you know, we live in a time, because of the advance of a particular philosophy of science, which has taken hold in our culture, this objectivist view of the world, that truth is associated with fact. If that, were true, if that, were tr if that version were true, then the whole of literature, for instance, would just be uh, literature. But literature isn't like that. Literature contains truth. It's just truth on a different level to fact. And myth is literature. Myth is primitive, very pure, in a sense, literature. And, and it's the root of drama. It's the, it's the root of the arts. And uh, it's, an, it's a deep outpouring from, the, from our ancestral soul. And what they're doing, and, and it's their medium through which they can come to understand reality. They don't, they have some science, and they were more advanced than we tend to think. But the same people were also very involved in this understanding of the world through mythos. So they had logos and mythos, and they're both of value. So that when they're synthesizing these myths, like we talked about last time, build, you know, taking this idea, that idea, building them in, that's what they did in the same way that today we might do it in Hollywood with the Matrix or something which oh, we'll take that idea from Asimov and we'll change it slightly and we'll add this and at the end of it what happens you go and see a movie and you come out transformed that's the point so in the ancient mysteries Eleusis which is probably the most famous initiation um, center ever thousand years in Greece the whole point was for everyone 
from you know right to the top the aristocrats the philosophers the military people right the way down in society oh and have not understand something but have an experience to experience some transformation and that's what we get from literature you know when you some science you'll read it and it's so brilliant it will transform your world most of it doesn't because it's factual when you read a book a story watch a movie engage with a myth you become transformed in this other way the soul becomes transformed in a very deep way so this this is truth but a different sort of truth and we mustn't we mustn't devalue myth we must actually realize how important it is so that when i say the jesus mysteries is a myth it does not mean in for me irrelevant untrue to be ignored it means deep important full of spiritual truths which you can get through these these incredible and would you say there remains something transcendent about it because as, as you say i think people um well people do have these direct experiences of jesus yeah in yeah. experience sometimes just in in dreams or their waking world they they have a vision of jesus so then and yeah. it's as real to them as anyone else or anything else more real in the sense it's the most true and beautiful and wonderful thing they may encounter yes yes and and i've had that and i'm open to having that again i'd like to have that again um uh, the key thing is to understand that people have been having that forever but they just with different figures so so hindus have that with krishna or or rama or different forms of the buddha and 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 shaman shamanic figures have that with animal guides and that that's the nature of the soul the imagination is like that it's it's peopled with these powerful images and they're not to be ignored or put or or to belittled they're they're really important uh, it's just that we we don't want to confuse that with history so if i'm a shaman and i have a, a visitation and you don't have to be you can have do this in being a Western person. I know lots of people who are exploring shamanism, for instance, Western people, and they have a vision of a jaguar. It doesn't mean a jaguar is going to appear to them. <laughs> it just means that that image is a gateway to something in their soul. And the same with the figures of Jesus. I just want to digress slightly because I, I remember one fascinating story you told me about a letter you received from somebody who believed that they were Jesus, right? And they'd read your book and it had alleviated them of that belief because suddenly they'd understood they... The idea of their deep self being jesus but yeah. being able to make that distinction between the deep christ in you self which they were relating to and the more superficial personal self which really wasn't jesus that's is that an accurate retelling of the the story it is and you know i had kind of forgotten it i mean I, until you mentioned it, i remember it now um yeah i mean what a wonderful thing how wonderful because that's the key a lot of those i think you know when we when when we get those common inflations i wonder how much of it is that when people think identify as being jesus they're just getting confused i mean like carl jung's very um pregnant insight that a lot of psychosis was failed initiation mm. well that failed initiation the idea you know the idea is when you see so the realization i'm god is not inflation it's not Tim, I am God, I am Jesus, I am Christ. It's, oh, I am something which transcends Tim. And, and that's what I really am. I'm greater than Tim. And Tim is an expression of myself, not yeah. all that I am. And I have met people at your events who have had deep mystical transformative encounters of Jesus and really not known what to make of them at the time because yeah. they rejected the, 
theological package they came contained within. So the final thing I'd like to ask is about that theological package and Christian theology. It, it seems to be that there are these big sticking points in Christian theology that come from making Jesus a figure of history. Okay, because there's this reasoned out position of you had a perfect God and an imperfect world, and then Jesus becomes the mediator between the two, and he takes the world's sin upon himself. And I appreciate that's not necessarily the, the vision that more mystically inclined people hold, but it is, it's a vision that speaks to this, this idea of, um, of redemptive sacrifice speaks to a lot of people within Christianity. And it's one I took seriously when I met a preacher on the street who told me, he was an American fellow, and he told me how his life had just gone on this downward spiral of crime and drugs, and he'd ended up in a, in a jail cell, and he'd had a vision of the devil, like holding his shoulders, moving him through his life, right? And he, he thought he'd been acting very freely, and he said, yeah, I realized I was just a, you know, I was just a tool of the devil. And, and then Jesus saved him, and he, with tears in his eyes, he, he related how he felt, you know, and the thing that really got me was, if, um, if I'd been the only person that ever lived, Jesus would have still died just for me. Like, wow, you know? So uh, Christians relate to Jesus. Hang on, if he, was, if he was the only person that ever lived, he would have had to be the person that killed him. <laughs> Someone's got to hang him with the nails in. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think we'd thought that out right. <laughs> that logic, I, the analogies. <laughs> um, but uh, Christianity hits this big, stumbling block when okay so people are relating to the myth in that way and that's all, all well and good um but when you make jesus an historical character you've instantly got okay well what about all the people you know in the philippines in the seventh century who never had a chance of knowing jesus right uh what about people who you know are too young to know jesus and you've got this big problem then and christianity in two thousand years does not seem to have come up with really much of a solution and when when it's put to them there's a bit mumbling and they well we're working on it or something and it's something that really <laughs> i think yeah you know seriously i mean it's a i, I feel like enough of an insider to make this criticism you know quite strongly having you know been involved in the christian church for what was still a, a chunk of my life you know so um and it's a frustration because i think there's like as you note there's there's an immense amount of good both spiritually and in a more charitable worldly sense the christian church does but i know that vast amounts of people are put off from getting involved because they just see the the core underpinning theology or philosophy it clearly doesn't make sense right clearly you don't have a god of law yeah. condemning people all over the world throughout history to an eternity in hellfire yeah and and also when people are involved um, I think it creates big psychological problems around this idea of not knowing Jesus and going to hell because a lot of Christians feel they've got a granny or an uncle or a, a relative in some way who's oh, by their own no. theology in hell. And it's, it's a kind of, it's a, a big problem. I remember I sitting at the funeral of a dear friend of mine from university who died very young from AIDS. Sitting with the congregation and on the one side was all his Christian fundamentalist family and the other side was all of his free-thinking university friends and loads of gay people. And, and, they, and these, this poor mum and dad were convinced that he was going to go to hell. And he was a lovely, intelligent, smart, kind young guy. And all of these lovely other similar people had turned up to show their love for him. But they were stuck in this dark horrible theology 
I, I think that the traditional Christian theology is like, I mean, I have this phrase, you've probably heard me use it a lot now, where it's like, there's on the surface. Oh, that sounds great. And then what's the small print? It's mm. like, God is looking after you and will after you. That sounds great. What's the small print? Well, he clearly doesn't love or look after all these, the children who are dying of malaria as we speak. Oh, hang on. What's that about then? You know, there's like underneath these philosophies are these dark things. I mean, coming back from when my boy went to school and, and came back and, came back with a little sticker which the school had put on him jesus died for your sins it's like he was six or seven i mean that's horrendous i mean these are these are medieval theologies which which are have a huge detrimental impact on the soul and we need to get rid of them and and, and find better ways to express it and okay so that's I mean, just to grow up oh, sorry you've got me going now richard but just i mean no, just no, no, no. i don't it, image of, it of looks, a man being tortured to death i mean i mean that do we want that now do we want these this picture of of a man being in, in the most cruel horrible way that this is at the center of our soul this is think. this is the final question really have to i've sort of put it out in a, a garbled way now try and make it more concise a lot of people i think the answer is yes right in the with the example <laughs> no, with, with the example i gave of the the young man who felt felt this very powerful resonance not with a mythical jesus who's the mystic the christ in you the i'm going to strip back the layers of my own identity to find my atman my buddha nature my christ in you no he was relating and had a powerfully transformative experience with the jesus that died for him that died for the sins of the world and there's more people relating to that image of Jesus than relating to the mystical I am Jesus. Okay. Yeah. And so that's something I had to accept because initially I felt that presented with Gnosticism, your average Christian would go, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is, this is much better and a clearly much better okay. theology. Right. But so my question is, can, can Christians keep their, the theological position that they're attached to, that clearly speaks to them on a deep level and embrace that in a mythical way that maybe gets over the, um, what seems to be this huge contradiction of the God of love and eternal hellfire that for anyone that didn't accept Jesus, because if it's, you know, true in some way, but it's taking place on some cosmic archetypal level, however you want to conceptualize it, then you, you jump over that incredibly awkward stumbling block in Christianity. It seems to me. Yes, yes, it, I think so. And you know, you're able to say to your friend who had that a marvelous experience and was able to feel saved by it, which is great. Obviously, I mean, that's a wonderful thing. You can go, well, that's that's completely real. It, it retains as much validity, perhaps more. Um, it's just that you can go on from that now, not to get caught up in a medieval religion, but to discover something which will absolutely change your life beyond measure in which you discover that you're an expression of god that there is a fundamental oneness and that that oneness feels and like love and that this god is that oneness feeling like love and that that is the deepest thing in here and that you don't need to get caught up into a lot of dark ideas and and looking over this old book trying to work out what that meant what this meant you can actually go straight to the source and make it alive right now because you can do what the early christians did which is that and 
um, and then find it in our own way and bring it into the world and and be a vehicle for that realization that that there is a Christ within us and that we can know that we don't have to call it that we can if we want but there is a place in us where there's one of us and and at that point all of the spiritual experiences remain just as valid because they've all been leading to and pointing to that how ready people will be for that that's the changing consciousness we need to say you need to see and uh is it happening i think so bit by bit i think we've witnessed a a real big shift but obviously there's there's a there's a long way to go Okay, Tim, perfect point to end, I think, right there. Tim, you're doing groups on a variety of things online, uh, one of them being the Jesus Mysteries and the wider Gnostic cults, which we may talk about another time. So I'll link to Tim's events page beneath this video, and people can join those events and come along and dialogue with you directly. Exactly. I appreciate people might agree with what we're saying here. People might strongly disagree, and we would welcome all comments both online and in the groups themselves. Thank you very much, Tim. Look forward to chatting again.